Welcome to French Drive by Track presents Stevie Wonder Classics. Today we're going to be talking about Contusion from the album Songs in the Key of Life, released on the 28th of September 1976. On the track we have um, Stevie's pretty much band for this album, which is Mike Sembello on guitar, Nathan Watts on bass, Ben Bridges on rhythm, uh, Raymond Pounds doing the drums, uh, Greg Feliganis, I think is how you say his name, uh, giving us some additional keyboards. Uh, and then Stevie Wonder, it says on the album, all other instruments, but I don't know what other instruments there are other than a couple of um, synths. And then, of course, we have, with vocals, although not singing anything in particular, uh, Michael Gray, Josie James, Shirley Brewer, and Artiste May. And, of course, Stevie Wonder as well. Uh, the track is 3 minutes 46, and joining me to talk about today is Victor Azevedo. Hello, Victor. Hey, Darren. It's interesting because, obviously, throughout the 70s, uh, as Stevie did his run of classic albums, he managed to mostly not be influenced by what was going on mm. um so never at any point did we really get a stevie wonder delving into punk yeah. <laughs> um, you know obviously um kind of like uh i i don't know i don't know what, what to kind of brand it but the, you know the stuff from laurel canyon was kind of big you know like mm-hmm. Joni mitchell and yeah. you know the eagles and whatever we never had stevie getting into kind of like soft rock no. um you know we never had steve i mean he kind of he kind of did funk and jazz but he was already kind of doing that in the 60s so that was kind of his starting point um, you know, uh, obviously, we. I mean, Stevie's output in the 80s and 90s and, and onwards has been so infrequent. We've never really had Stevie attempt rap. Nope. Um, you know, so even though he's, you know, he's mostly kind of known for doing, you know, stuff like My Sharia Moore, which, again, My Sharia Moore has kind of an interest in, like, kind of um, a woodwind arrangement on it. So it's, it's not like, you know, Stevie was averse to um, experimentation. Um, you know, but mostly he kind of stuck to just doing kind of straight up kind of like, um, you know, soul songs or um, ballads, you yeah. know, or, or, you know, obviously pop, you know, pop was his main thing. You know, that, that that's kind of what he grew up doing. Um, you know, the kind of pop soul sound was his it was his kind of backbone. And throughout the 70s, you know, um, it's not like all of a sudden Innovisions became like, you know, a punk album. Um, <laughs> although I'd say I, th- I think I think because punk kind of became big in like 74 through to 75 and then obviously, you know, kind of exploded, uh, you know, later on in 77, 70, uh, uh, kind of. I think he missed basically all the important years for when punk was big. So there's no real way that Stevie Wonder could have uh, kind of ridden the coattails of punk. Um, and obviously, for the most part, he stayed away from disco or, or or what you would call at the time, you know, what was just simply known as dance before it evolved into disco. Um, and and it, it's kind of interesting that Stevie managed to do that. Like throughout the 70s, he wrote the songs that he wanted to write, you know. Um, he had ultimate creative freedom um, from, you know, the age of 20 onwards. He could do whatever the hell he liked. Um, even on this album, you know, he mostly kind of hews closely to... Um, you know, soul songs and pop songs, and then occasionally, you know, with something like Seduke, which obviously I'll be talking about next, that's kind of like his attempt at doing like a mix between like big band and uh, soul. You know, I wish knocks me off my feet, pastime paradise. All of these songs have like a very they're each kind of in a very specific genre, but they're not chasing any kind of trends. Mm. Um, you know, of course, until we get to the end of this album. And then Stevie goes disco for one song. Yeah. In this particular case, Stevie is kind of finally being influenced by outside forces. 
Um, in that because he now has uh, this is something I think that comes from the fact that he has a band this is the first track of this album where we have the full band um, you know they will be featured on Sir Duke along with you know the, the horns you know which is which consists of people who played horns on previous albums for him um, and you know for most of the rest of this album if if Stevie doesn't have this full band he has different members of this band um, you know, so this is, I think, one of the only tracks where we get all of them. But, you know, they were certainly collaborating with Stevie. Um, there are many stories that were told by, you know, Greg Falanges and, uh, you know, Nathan Watts and various other people saying that Stevie Wonder, because he can't see, he's not governed by the sun rising and setting. <laughs> and so when he records songs, he just wakes up and records a song. He doesn't he doesn't wait until someone says it's nine o'clock. You can start recording music. He just starts recording music. Yeah. And if that's four in the morning or if it's ten at night, then that's when he's doing it. And he would, you know, famously around this time, he would you know, be in New York and he'd just call some of the musicians who were on this album and just be like, you know, yeah. <laughs> come over to the hip factory. <laughs> I'm recording now. You know, you've got to come and add your you know, guitar or your bass or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because now that Stevie has this full band and he's not merely just, you know, doing the drums and then going back and doing keyboards and then going back and doing vocals and then going back and putting the bass on, um, he's actually able to kind of um, try something different. Yeah. And for this, he finally, I don't know, I don't know why it's taken him this long, but he gets into jazz fusion. And this is one of two instrumentals on this album, although this is the only true instrumental on songs in the key of life. The other instrumental is at the end of a something's extra EP. Um, and so this is just him and his band um, playing jazz fusion. And yeah. I don't know, it's, it's kind of weird to, to hear Stevie almost like as just a member of the band. Yeah. Uh, when he's not singing or playing harmonica, it's very hard to kind of like, he's just kind of doing some backing vocals. To, uh, I say backing vocals. Towards the end, they just kind of uh, do some kind of, um, kind of vocal singing that isn't really, yeah. like, there's no kind of lyrics or anything to this. It's just some, you know, some haze and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, I think the band is actually kind of good enough that they can actually pull this off. Like, yeah. you know, they're no, um, uh, I'm trying to remember the, the name of the band that played Birdland. Um, uh, I'll, I'll have to figure it out, but, um, you know, it's not like all of a sudden he's going to release like a, a, a jazz fusion album. No. Um, but like the band is competent enough that they're actually able to um, to kind of pull this off just for one song, just as like, you know, yeah. one kind of short uh, jazz fusion song. They're yeah. kind of able to do it. Because I think you're kind of selling it a little short, too, because like the guitar work in this song is great. Like, I think we talked before the recording, that it's almost like a prog rock song, almost except for the length, but it's just the guitar work. It's just amazing. It's just that little, just doing that. Like, it's probably not pure jazz fusion, but it's a good facsimile of it. That's It's just, yeah, as I said, the guitar work's great. The, I love the part with the action where the vocalist, vocalists come in because it just kind of enhances the song. The song's great anyway, but it's kind of that little cherry on the top of the Sunday that just makes it that much better. And as I said, it's just weird to... Because, I, I, like, I don't know, probably you're going to correct me with this, but this is probably the most guitar-focused song that that um, Stevie Wonder does, doesn't it? It has to be, because there's no way. Because, like, usually it's the, you know, the keyboards or the roads, you know, the roads or anything like that. This is just pure guitar. Like, the, all you're hearing is that guitar going nuts and that drum and the drum in the background, but that's it. But, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just weird. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'll wait for you to correct me about the guitar thing, but it just seems really peculiar that you have this song like if you took this song out if you played this to someone and then didn't tell them stevie wonder 
people would go, oh, yeah, this is a jazz song. And they'd, you'd say it's Stevie Wonder, they'd be like, really? Oh, okay, I didn't realise he did this. Because it's not his thing, but it's, it's still a great, great song. Just like, I, I, like I'm hearing that little guitar bit in my head right now because I've been listening to it constantly today and it's not going to pop out of my head uh, very soon. Yeah, I mean, I would, I, I think I would say, um, you know, there are a couple of other songs where Stevie kind of dropped the piano and just had guitar as like the, the you know, a couple of guitars like you know, on a bass guitar playing as the main instruments. Yeah. Uh, but I think this is the only one where it's kind of featured heavily. Yeah. Um, and the group that I'm thinking of is Weather Report, uh, mm. who did Birdland, yeah. uh, which, of course, itself uh, won a Grammy Award. Um, although, oddly enough, it won a Grammy Award when somebody else put lyrics to it. Um, and then Quincy Jones, who won a Grammy Award for covering a Stevie song as well. Mm-hmm. He won two Grammys for doing, you know, a song on his album Back on the Block, which included Birdland in it. So, <laughs> And Birdland wouldn't be released for like another two years after this. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, you know, kind of jazz fusion was at, like as a genre was kind of already there. Yeah. And obviously, you know, Weather Report and other bands of that type had been around since kind of 1970, pretty much. Um, you know, and the influence is basically, I guess, most people kind of draw it back to uh, Miles Davis and Bitches Brew, where yeah. you know, obviously, he started to uh, kind of add more kind of electric instrumentation, yeah. um, and the kind of you know, taking the kind of the the jazz that he was that Miles Davis had kind of been known for, and then adding electrical instruments to it, mm. um, it kind of that's where we end up with. Um, you know jazz fusion mm. uh, and in particular the interesting thing about uh, Birdland is uh, Joseph Zanewal who is the the keyboard player um, he plays an ARP 2000, uh, 2600 which is the same ARP that Stevie Wonder has yep. so it's that's probably why I'm in my head the, the songs sound f- fairly similar because they were basically using roughly the same kind of synthesizers <laughs> um, although I'd say at this point you know like I, I like the ARP was kind of you know, one of the uh, kind of on the cheaper side um, in terms of like um, synthesizers. Um, so it's probably why a lot of bands used it um, in the 70s. Uh, whereas for this album, Stevie purchased two Yamaha GX1s, each of which cost $60,000, um, which, yeah, in, which in 1975, that was a lot of money. Oh, the yeah. fact that he had two of them as well, like... <laughs> You know, people could barely afford to buy one. Stevie's like, yeah, I'll take two of them. Um, so I don't think I don't think that the, I, I mean, I don't think the Yamaha GX is on this track. Um, I have a feeling it sounds to me like the ARP is on this track, um, you know, but, you know, I might be mistaken there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the guitar stuff on here is really great. You know, uh, Mike Zembello, you know, at this point, I think is um, I think turned roughly turned 20, 21. He's, he's still very young. Um and so I, I think Stevie is kind of seeing him as somebody, he basically recognizing himself in him and kind of giving him the spotlight. Mm. Um, you know, there's kind of not much else that Stevie can kind of do. In ter- like in terms of jazz fusion, you can only, if, the, if you're the keyboardist, you're pretty much just the, the kind of the, the undertone and everything else is kind of on top of that. Yeah. Um, and Raymond Pan's drums as well are really good on this track as well like it is, it is this kind of thing where like you say if you played it as someone who didn't know it was stevie wonder i don't know that anybody would ever pick this as a stevie wonder song no god no. Um, no. you know but but in terms of jazz fusion songs at three minutes 46 it's way shorter than pretty much anything any other jazz fusion group <laughs> in the 70s did so i get i you know it kind of gives it away but yeah for me i think um you know out of all the tracks that i listened to on this album it's probably one of the tracks that i, I listened to the least um, 
you know, uh, I probably there's a couple of songs on the second album, the second half of this album, should I say as well, that I probably listen to slightly less than you know some of the stuff off the first half, like you know Sir Duke or Pastime Paradise or I Wish, you know, like. Um, so I would, I would, you know, I would say for me probably only a four out of five, um, maybe a four and a half on a good day. But you know, it's like it feels like Stevie at like trying something because he's got a band now, and you yeah. know now he's got a band, he can kind of be a bit of a band leader and kind of just say to them, let's try this. Yeah. Um, and that's you know that's something I think obviously you know in a similar way Prince did as well. Once Prince had a band. Mm the way he kind of wrote stuff and in particular once he added the horns the, the songs that he wrote expanded amazingly because it was like now i've got other people could, who can just yeah. play stuff while i think about just singing or you know just yeah. think about playing the guitar yeah. and it kind of makes it a bit easier for them to kind of spread their wings a little bit so um it's interesting to hear kind of stevie do that but then you know this is something that will kind of be a theme throughout the rest of this album you know the fact that stevie has more people contributing um really helps um you know and kind of the songs where it's just stevie by himself you know something like the previous song you know village ghetto land they have a completely different feel to the rest of the album you know like they really stand out now whereas on the last three albums it was pretty much just stevie by himself the majority <laughs> of the time yeah. and then he kind of had just people kind of coming in to do backing vocals or occasionally you know a trombone or something yeah look for me it's a five I just i just like it i don't know why I'm kind of a sucker for this kind of stuff. Uh, the whole prog rock thing I was talking about earlier, I used to listen to a lot of guitar instrumentalists when I was like in my late teens. Like, like I've got, like I've got way too many tapes and CDs of those kind of guys. So it just kind of fits that thing. And that guitar, it just that guitar, just it just it's gonna stuck in my head. It's gonna be stuck in my head for a while. But yeah, I just kind of like this song. It, it is. You know, it is different to every other Stevie Wonder song, but I kind of like the fact that it is. So, yeah, I'll give it a nice good five. I love this song. I mean, I think, obviously, by the time we get to, uh, interestingly enough, the next album after this, which is uh, Journey Through the Secret Life of Plants, Stevie was very much kind of experimenting and kind of doing basically a, a fully instrumental album. I mean, there's a, there's a couple of songs where he sings the odd word here and there, but yeah. basically a fully instrumental album. So I think this is kind of the basis of him thinking, well, maybe in future, mm. let's not sing stuff. Let's just kind of do incidental music for a documentary about plants. Yeah. Um, you know, and I don't think you get there without something like Contusion. Yeah. So, well, let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug, Victor? Uh, nothing for me to plug, Darren. Well, then, I will simply say that on Twitter, we are at Stevie by Winter. Thanks as well for being my guest here today. Thank you, Darren. And otherwise, goodbye.